first want to say uh, it's a privilege to be here. Um, and then I also want to just say uh, thank you uh, because you have made our, our family feel welcome. And, uh, in the words of my wife, she says, you guys are a very loving church. So just know that uh, you guys have made us feel at home. So thank you for that. So um, I'm going to speak to you today uh, through God's word about moving beyond our limitations. And we all have what I would call faith limits. Uh, and we encounter those faith limits. And when we encounter those faith limits, what do we do? Uh, God would have us to move past them. And we all have them. I mean, and they're at different places. You know, some may have, you want to say, greater faith than someone else. That's fine. But we all have those faith limits. And when we encounter those faith limits, it's God, God says, no, that may be where you encounter it, but I want to move you past that. And that's where we're going to try to look at today is, okay, this is what God says. Let's find those faith limits and let's move past them. And if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to read from the New American Standard. If you'll turn over to Matthew chapter 13, and I'm going to pick up in verse number 54. Matthew chapter 13, pick up in verse 54, and I'm going to read down through verse number 58. And if you will, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 54, says this. And he came to his hometown and began teaching them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get his wisdom and these miraculous powers? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brother, James, and Joseph, and Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. Verse 58. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Our Father God, as we bow before you this morning, you are faithful and true. Your words are true. You are faithful to your word. You are faithful to your promises. You are faithful in all things. And Father, as we bow before you today and, and we encounter those faith limits, we pray, Father, because of your word, because you are faithful and because you are true, that we would move past those limits. And, Father, we would go and you would take us and you would do, in, do things in us and through us that is truly beyond all that we can imagine or think. We love you, Father. We desire for your will to be done. And we ask this in accordance to your word, in accordance to your promises, in accordance to your power and authority. And it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Luke. Chapter 1, in verse number 37, says this. For nothing will be impossible with God. Now, I could ask you, do you really and truly believe that? And I would venture to say that most everybody here, if not everybody here, would say, yes, I believe this. In Ephesians chapter 3, in verse 20, now, you don't have to turn there. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. 
Now, I'm going to read to you the Amplified Version. Now, I keep that version right here in the cover of my Bible, and I read it all the time. But here's what it says. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, says now says this. Now, to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. I love the way that reads because it's true. He is able to do far more abundantly, super abundantly, all that we can even imagine or think or dream or prayer. That's what God does. And God, you know, as we pray, and, and, and that's what we're going to get into today is when we pray and we say, okay, Lord, you know, what do you want to do? You know, it's not what I want you to do, but God, what do you want to do in my life? What do you want to do through my life? Before we get back to this passage, I'm going to, uh, again, don't turn over there, Peter. You know, Peter takes, Peter takes a lot of, uh, he, he takes a lot of stuff, you know. But one of the things about Peter, he was, uh, he, was not afraid to, he was not afraid to take chances. He was not afraid to, to kind of speak his mind, even though it got him in troubles at times. And you remember, you know the story, you know, they're, they're all in the boat and everything, and you know, Peter, and they're all there, and they see, you know, Jesus coming. And, and Peter, in a sense, said a prayer. He said, Lord, if, if that's you, let me come. Now, again, here's one of the good things about Peter. And here's where we're going to get on. Uh, he, he gets out of the boat. You know, Jesus said, come on. And so he is willing to get out of the boat. And we know the story. He's walking on water, but as he walks toward Christ, what happens? He starts to sink. And we, you know, we give him a hard way to go there. Peter, for nothing other than that, he encountered a faith limit. That's all it was. He encountered a faith limit. He believed that Christ, the Son of God, could enable him to walk on the water. And as he's walking on the water, he then doubted that Christ could sustain him on the water. That's it. It's just a faith limit. He believed God could get him on it. But he couldn't believe that God could sustain him to walk on that water. Now, in Peter's case, Peter exhibited great more faith than every other disciple that's on that boat. Because he was the only one that was brave enough to say, if that's you, let me get out and walk. I mean, that you give him credit for that. But, compared to to what Christ wanted him to do, it was smaller than that. Because he didn't believe that Christ could sustain him on it. I want to say to you today that that's where we're at in life. There are so many people that we may have, we may think that we have more faith than what maybe somebody else has. And we're willing to do things, you know, and and if it means getting out of the boat, walking on water, whatever the case may be. But do we have the faith that God wants us to have. Do we have the faith not only to get out of the boat. But do we have the faith to believe that when we get out of the boat. That God can truly sustain us to walk on it. That's where we want to move past. And every one of us here we have those limits. And we're going to have to ask God. God show me what those limits are. Because I don't want to be limited in my faith. I don't want 
to go through life and say, this is what you want to do, God. But because I was limited in my faith, this is what you could have done. But because I was limited, not God, but because I was limited, you didn't do it. That's where we was at here in our text. You know, there was some that believed. There was some that truly believed that Christ could do miracles in their life. And guess what happened? Christ did miracles in their life. Whatever those miracles were, if it was people being healed, whatever the case was, Christ did miracles in their life. And, man, we're excited for that. But the sad part of that is how many people missed out. Why? All because they were limited in their faith. They didn't believe. You know, and and, and we'll, we'll look at that. But the limiting factor in what God does in us and through us is always us and never God. The limiting factor in what God can do in you, what he can do through us, through the church, through individuals, it's us. We limit God. It's not God saying, I can't do that. That's too big for me. You know, that's, that's, that's impossible. No. It's us not believing, truly believing that God can do it. And God wants to do it. That's the limiting factor. And that's where we want to move past. Because heaven forbid, if God wants to do something in your life and through your life, and it doesn't happen because we hit that ceiling and God says, I can't do it. Because they don't believe. We want to move past that. So in this text. You know, what, if you go back and you look at it in Matthew, you know, Jesus is teaching these wonderful things. He's doing wonderful things. But here's what they say. They said, is this not the carpenter's son? Is not mother, his mother called Mary and his brother James and Joseph, Simon and Judas? And his sisters are not all with us. Where did this man get all these things? Here's what some of them believe. Here's what some of them caused to have that faith limit to believe that God couldn't do. That, that Son of God, Jesus Christ, could not do what he wanted to do in their life. They simply looked at his family, they looked at him, and said, there's no way. There's no way. Now, that's text talking. But what about us? Because we do the same thing. You know, we might say, I'm insignificant. What can God do through me? I'm one person. You know, I, you know, I, look at my background. Look where, you know, how I was brought up. We throw all type of excuses out there to why God can't do it. And that's all they're doing. There's so many in this text, so many, because it said in that last part, he did, he did not do many miracles because of their unbelief. He did some here and there, but he did not do what he wanted to do. When it comes to you and I, it's the same thing. God wants to do great things through you, whatever those things are. I'm not the one to determine what great is not. God is. God wants to do things, but we limit him because we say, I'm one person. What can one person do? I'm insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Or fear. We let fear get in the way. You know how fearful we are because of the unknown? And we let fear get in the way and we say, well... I don't know if I can do that. I don't know, you know, because it's the unknown. What's God going to lead me to? And so we allow fear 
to keep us from continuing going. Without fear to keep us from letting God do what God wants to do. I want to tell you, when you look in Scripture, from Genesis to the book of Revelation, there's a whole lot of fear involved. And there's a whole lot of times that God leads his people into fearful situations. And if they didn't blow past that and didn't say, okay, God, yeah, I'm scared to death. Yes, I mean, my life may be on the line, but I believe you're going to sustain me. We let fear limit what God wants to do. We also blame other people. You know, I I look at this story and it doesn't say, I, I know that, but I look at that when... And that verse 15, I could hear people talking. You know, because that's what we do. We talk. And so I could hear them saying, you know, talking to their friends, talking to their neighbors and saying, hey, who is this guy? And I look at his family. We know his family. He's, a, he's nothing more but a carpenter's son. And because he didn't go and believe, guess what? I don't go. I don't believe. We blame other people. Or we let other people determine what God's going to do in my life. How many of those individuals do you think? Again, we don't know. But how many of those individuals do you think were kind of on the the fence? I know who he is. I know who he says he is. And, man, I'm listening to his teachings. But, you know, it's, it's Carpenter's son. You know, we know his family. And so we listen to other people, and it keeps us from saying, God, I believe. I don't care if you're just a carpenter's son. I don't care if I know your family. This is what I know. You are Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And, man, I don't know how you're doing it. I just believe you are doing it. So we blame other people. Not only do we maybe blame other people, but we, uh, we, maybe we're comfortable. We, get, we all do, right? We all get comfortable in where we're at in life. You know, things are going well and... And I'll share here in a moment. Things are going well. Things are going smooth. And we just kind of get comfortable. You know, listen, when you think about God and when you think about his word and you think about the things that Christ wants to do, tell me where he allows his people to get comfortable at. Because he doesn't. He doesn't allow his people. Because you know what? There's always more things to be done. There's always higher levels to be gone. There's greater mountains to be conquered. God doesn't want his people to get comfortable But we do. And because we get comfortable, that's our faith limit. I'm willing to do, God, whatever you want me to do, as long as it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do it. You know, for those other disciples, their comfort zone, their safety zone was what? In the boat. That was their safety zone. That's why they they didn't holler out and say, hey, if Peter can walk on water, I want to walk on water. No, that was their safety zone. They were comfortable for whatever reason. So maybe there were some people here that didn't believe just because they were comfortable with their life. And to believe, to believe in Christ and believe that is the Son of God, it might have made things uncomfortable. They may have maybe had to lose some friends. Maybe they were so comfortable because, you know, they were kind of, Going along with the pack. They were going along with everybody else. It was, it was easier to blend in with those who didn't believe than to stand out with those who did believe. And sometimes that's what we do, right? We want to go with the crowd. 
you know, well, if my buddies don't believe and my friends don't believe, I'll just kind of stay back with them. Even though I really want to go, I'll just kind of hang back. Don't we do that? Let me tell you, that's a faith limit. When we're willing to walk with the crowd, willing to stay in the boat with everybody else, just kind of blend in, that is a faith limit. We've got to move past that. And not only that, but to be other things. Maybe, maybe your age. And I'm not talking old. I'm talking all of us. Old, young, middle. We think, you know, where I'm at in my age, what can God do with my, my life now? I want to tell you. According to Luke, and according to so much more, God can do the impossible with your life. If you'll move past that faith limit. Jen Silva. Some of you may have heard that name before. The author of Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, talking about prayer. Here's what he said. He said, I despair at the thought of my life slipping by without seeing God showing his self mightily on our behalf. I want to ask you something this morning. Would that classify you? Uh, I know, I know if, if we, we had a moment of testimony, a time of testimony, you could tell some great things. But what about moving forward? Not what's happened in the past, but what about this point forward? Do you want to still see God do mighty things through your life? Do you want to God do mightily things? Again, going back to what I read in Ephesians, you want to see God do things that goes beyond your imagination. He goes beyond all that you can desire or think or even pray. Does that desire overwhelm you that you want God to do those things through your life moving forward? I think I love that quote. Love that quote. My, I despair. I truly despair at the thought that my life could slip by, that my life could go by, and God not, I not see God do something mightily on our behalf. Love that quote. Here's the sad thing about it. Verse 58, there were a few of those people. There were a lot of those people. That God was ready to do something mighty in their life. But because of a faith limit, because of whatever reason they didn't believe, guess what happened? Their life, their lives slipped by. And God did not do something mightily on their behalf. That's it. They didn't believe. So today, I want you, according to God's word, I want you to move past faith limits. I want you to, I want you, and and I say, I, God wants us to think bigger than what we've ever thought before. God wants us to pray bigger than what we've ever prayed before. And here's the thing, not only thank it and pray it, but God wants us to live bigger than we've ever lived before. And I'm not talking about bringing attention to ourselves. I'm talking about being able to walk on the water, but to believe God, I can, he can sustain me to walk on the water. That's living. And that's where God wants us to be. He doesn't want us staying in the boat. And that's why I go back. Life is kind of like that. You know, we're, we're in the boat. That's our safety zone. That's our comfort zone. That's where we feel that's where we want to be at. But God's saying, no, that's not where I want you. 
That's not where you're to be. The ocean's kind of like life, right? The ocean, time, there's times it is calm. Other times there's some waves. Other times there are some storms. And they come up out of nowhere. And let me tell you, the life, storms of life can knock you around. And they can scare you to death. But here's what God says. If you'll trust me, you won't stay where it's safe. You'll believe not only can I get you out of the boat, but you'll believe that you can walk on the water of life. The waves coming, who cares? I've got you. I'll take care of you. I will sustain you. And the only way we're going to do that is if we move beyond those faith limits. That's it. You know, do we truly believe, guys, that Jesus rose from the dead? Do we truly believe, not not just in singing, not just in our prayers, but do we truly believe deep down that Christ is the resurrected Christ? And that he can, if he overcame death, he can help us overcome anything. Do we truly believe that? If we do, we don't care what anybody else thinks. If we do, we won't let fear stop us. If we do, we'll say, Lord, whatever you want to do, you do. I don't care how uncomfortable it makes me. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care... Lord, here's what I know. You know, people might think I'm insignificant, but according to your word who is faithful and true, you say I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I am a child of God. You will sustain me on this on this water. You'll sustain me in life. This morning, I want to, or again, I say, let God challenge us. Now, first, we have to identify what is my faith limit? And you may know it here today. You may be sitting here and say, man, it's fear. Fear, there's things that I, I sense that God wants me to do, but I'm scared to death. It's okay. It's okay to be scared. Bring it to God and say, God, get rid of this fear in my life. Or if this fear is here to help me to hold on to you, so be it. But I'm not going to let fear keep me from doing, keep you from doing what you want to do in my life. Give it to him. If you're looking at somebody else and, man, you, you just feel that God is calling you this morning and you're not even sure what God wants you to do, but you know that there's something that God wants you to do and you're waiting for somebody else to come to this altar, quit waiting. Do like Peter. God, you're calling me. I'm coming. Don't look for somebody else. You may be the reason that somebody else comes. This morning, let God take you past your faith limit. Let God do something in you that goes beyond all that you've ever thought, all that you've ever prayed, all that you've ever desired. Let God do what God wants to do. And who knows what that will be? I'll put it like this. Let God be the judge of what he wants to do with your life and not you. Or others. Or fear. Or comfort. Let God be the judge of what he wants to do. Our Father God, as we bow before you this morning, such a tragic, tragic, to me, tragic story. Our Father, the things that you wanted to do on that day in Nazareth, you couldn't because of unbelief. 
And maybe there were individuals there, Father, that wanted to trust you. They had needs. They had desires. They wanted you to touch their life. But for whatever reason, they didn't come. That unbelief, that faith limit they had, they they let fear or others or self-doubt to keep them from coming to you. Father, we pray this morning that as you, as you, you call us, you challenge us. Do you want to stay in the boat or do you want to walk on water with me? Well, Father God, I pray that every one of us here today would say, if I've got a choice, I'd rather walk on water with Christ than to stay in the boat. Whatever that looks like, whatever that means, Lord, I want you to do it. And Lord, I don't want to walk, I don't want to walk out of this church this morning, Lord, letting an opportunity for you to do something in my life, let that pass. Maybe this morning, Father, there is somebody that has never given their life over to you for whatever reason, fear, they've listened to others, they think, well, the time's not right. Father God, I pray today they will put that aside and it will come to you and you'll say, Lord, I don't understand it all, but I simply believe you are Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You are the Messiah. You are my Lord and my Savior. And today I give you my life. Whatever you want to do. All things are possible. And may today I not limit you in what you want to do in my life. We love you, Father. We ask for your will to be done right now. It's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.